0: This is Wednesday night Bible study with our city director, Reverend Mag Perry, tonight. The message is the seven sayings on the cross, part two. Here's Brother Mac.
1: Welcome to our Bible study tonight, this Wednesday night. Thank you for being here. God bless you for being here. Uh, Just want to invite everyone to remain uh, after our Bible study tonight. We're having a birthday party for uh, Pastor Farrell and Millie. We combined our birthdays. Someone said we were going to save, uh, save money on ice cream and pickles. That's okay. Uh, we, we can do that, but we are celebrating their birthday, and uh, and I am going to eat an extra piece of cake tonight because my birthday's next week. So, and Laurie's. Yeah, we we'll both. Look. And Florence. September was a good month. Yes, yes. September was a good month. So we can all eat an extra piece of cake, right, Lisa? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again for being here. Uh, we'll get started by uh, opening up with prayer. Um, we are uh, uh, have many things to be thankful for. Brother Norman is home, and we thank God for that. And uh, Brother Bill is, is uh, doing okay, and we thank God for that. Let's continue to pray for them too. And also Sister P- uh, Pauline and... Uh, also, uh, many others that uh, was in our bulletin. Let's continue to all the requests. Do you have someone special on your heart tonight that you'd like to mention as we pray? What well, Sister Florence is doing and giving a praise report that over two years now she's been having a problem with her feet and today she got good news from the doctor. So thank God for that. Is there others? I
0: went like to see Brother Norman on the way here tonight. He's doing fantastic. Good. good. And he said as soon as he's able, he'll be right back. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, if you'll pray for my brother Hal, his wife, Sharon, uh, has been having an excruciating headache for about four days nothing like it ever has ever gone through. And uh, they they really need God to show the doctors what's going
1: on. They cannot figure out what the world is going on. Okay, let's pray for Sharon. Okay. Is there others? Would you stand with me tonight? Let's pray together, unite together in prayer as we uh, praise our Lord and also thank Him for His many blessings and also lift up these requests to Him tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be here together, Lord to study your word, to praise you, dear Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your many blessings, Lord. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, Lord. And each day that you live with us and guide us and lead us, Lord, and and love us, dear Father. Tonight we have special requests, dear Father. Lord, you know each one of them. First, Lord, thank you for blessing Brother Norman and being with him, Lord. We pray you continue, Lord. And Lord, Brother Bill Thornton, be with them too, Lord. And tonight a special request, Miss Sharon, dear Father. Father, a relative of our pastor, Lord, be with her. Lord, help the doctors understand what's going on with all her pain, dear Father. Lord, be with her, Lord. Touch her, bless her, Lord, and give wisdom to those doctors, dear Father. Lord, we pray that uh, you bless them, dear Father, and lead them. In everything, dear Father, we will bless you and honor you and give you the praise and honor. Lord, be with me as I teach the Bible study tonight, dear Father. Lord, help me to teach it the way you want it taught, dear Father, in your words, in your way, Lord, and most of all, in your Love. Lord, thank you again for this opportunity, Lord, bless us all to open up our hearts and mind to receive your word this night. In thy name we pray, amen and amen. Um, we're studying in the book of uh, John, uh, chapter 19, we're at uh, the point of the cross and the uh, crucifixion. And uh, last week we uh, uh, were uh, studied uh, from Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. A perspective or their thoughts uh, in the Bible about the uh, crucifixion and um, I'm trying to pull all that together but one of the things that has caught my mind and and, and thoughts and and in my heart is the seven sayings from the cross and I spoke uh, about a couple of those last week I will continue to speak about them this week Uh, very special week this week again uh, you know I I, I put a lot of thought and prayer in uh, one of the specific sayings that I'll be teaching about tonight. And uh, I pray that God will bless us all like He has blessed me this week. But before I get started, I know I read 28 through 30 in chapter 19 last week. But it really uh, summarizes where we're at right now on the cross. And I'd like to read that again this week. Uh, and I will try my best to finish the seven sayings tonight. And uh, also understanding the time uh, for the birthday time. And we'll, we'll get through where we think uh, God wants us to be tonight and uh, we'll uh, uh, finish up hopefully Um, but look at 28 after this Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished that the scriptures might be fulfilled saith I thirst and then verse 29 now there was a set a vessel full of vinegar and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it Upon a hype sop and put it to his mouth, and that's basically put it at the end of a stick and uh, you know uh, wet his mouth with it. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, "It is finished," and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Later on, I'll talk about the vinegar and 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 some things about that. But tonight, I would rather I uh, spend my time finishing up on the seven sayings. Okay, so we'll talk about that a little bit later. So he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. So let's review a little bit. Um, uh, the gospel writers, all four, uh, are telling us not only right now at the cross, but the seven things that Jesus said from the cross. And uh, I'm going to reemphasize or uh, read those seven again just so we'll uh, uh, understand um, the, the, the seven things. Uh, they, they are very important. To me, they are messages. And I believe to all of us, they are messages from the cross. And when I think about all the pain and agony and, you know, Jesus, after uh, at the hanging there, I think approximately six hours, he's, and bleeding and, 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 and dehydrating, he, he's, he's almost at death at this point. So to think about that and him still the things uh, it's just a very important message that I think that John's trying to describe, and also Matthew Mark and Luke and uh, uh, and John as I said so let's let me real quickly talk about the seven again, and I won't go through each the detail again for the first two or three like I did before, but I will continue with the ones I want to continue with tonight you know uh, just caught my heart and basically spent most of the time on uh, the first one. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That was in 23, uh, Luke 23 and 24. And uh, I will briefly talk about that tonight to move on to the next uh, sayings. And then Luke 23 and 43... Truly I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. I'll spend a little time on that one tonight. Uh, and then John nineteen twenty six, Jesus said to his mother, I did cover a little bit about this before. Woman, this is your son, John 9, uh, 19 and 27 also said, and then he said to his disciple, this is Jesus speaking from the cross. This is your mother talking about Mary. And, and uh, we'll talk about a little bit about that tonight. And then Matthew 27 and 46, and also Mark, 15 and 34, uh, I notice they both say it pretty much exactly the same way. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I want to tell you, this one uh, I spent a lot of time on, Brother Farrell, trying to really understand the message there, because I really believe there's a strong message, and I got the message in my heart. So I want to share it with you tonight. Um, uh, I really thought about that one a lot, uh, as I normally do. I really sometimes, and sometimes there's humor in it. I, I really... I got one for you tonight, it's really uh, 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 really humorous, but I, I really believe uh, um, God's okay with us being a little humorous about some of this stuff, because it, it really makes an impact, I, I guess that why, that's why sometimes Pharaoh makes a joke, I'm kidding, all right, um, and then John 19:28, I thirst, and then Luke 24:46, 40, uh, 46, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit, and then the seventh one, it is finished. So uh, let's review a little bit. And I said last week, before I got into the seven statements, I wanted to remind everybody that I, I, I had, over a period of time, talked about uh, the, the eight I know statements. Jesus said, I know. I know. He talked about knowing what His Father was planning for Him. He talked about so many things that He knew. Basically, I wanted to reemphasize, although this is, He's going through a lot, He knew Exactly what was going to happen. He knew everything that's going to happen and why it was happening, which is important. And I was thinking about it. uh, What I emphasized last time: not only were these "I know" statements that I reviewed before uh, were for encouragement for us, knowing that God has a plan, God knows what's going to happen, you know. But I believe for Jesus, it was encouraging for him to say, "I know." My father planned this. I know what my father wants to do. So I want to remind us that while still hanging on the cross, you know, it's wonderful to know that Jesus knew and he was encouraged by knowing. And I think that is meant for us to know. Jesus wanted us to know that we got a God that knows what tomorrow is going to be like. We don't, we have no idea. But he wants to know he's in charge and he knows everything. You know, nothing Jesus went through, I did make this statement last time, it's very important. Nothing Jesus endured, all the excruciating pain and all the stuff that He went through is still not to, as bad to our Father as sin down here on this earth. Sin is terrible. Sin will lead us down an a, a ugly path. And He knew God knew sin would destroy us. That's why He gave us His Son, Jesus Christ. And then I started out by saying... Uh, Talking about the first saying, uh, and I can't guarantee you. I, just in my heart, I feel like it was kind of first in one of his sayings. But you know, nowhere in the Bible tells us this was the first thing he said on the cross. I just want to clear that up. But I kind, of in my heart, feel like this was early on, uh, very early on, because some of these other statements are obviously near the end. But uh, in Luke 23 and t- uh, 34, he said, "Forgive them, for they know what they, uh, uh, for they." do not know what they do. What stuck in my heart is two things and I talked about that last week. First of all, forgiveness. Forgiveness. As I thought about the word forgiveness, I thought about not only, you know, God forgiving us for our sins and we forgiving other people, but... You know, we need to be praying, for giving those that, I use the term, stabs us in the back. Maybe we call them an enemy. Maybe it's somebody that's done us wrong. We need to be praying for them also. We need to be forgiving them. That's the message from the cross that I got is that, you know, even our, the worst of the worst people that's in our lives, we ought to be praying for them. The only way, the only way that they're going to change their heart is through Jesus Christ. That's the only way. And that is up to us to continue to pray for Him and and, and touch their hearts. You know, betrayal. I talked about how betrayal and Judas betrayed Jesus. That was really difficult for him. That's one of the hardest emotions to go through is betrayal. I spent some time on that. You know, to be stabbed in the back is pretty difficult and that's a hard thing to get past. And the only way we will get past it is through Jesus Christ. So I talked about that. You know, uh, the... The, but the first step, the first step I mentioned is forgiving them. You got to forgive them. And then I started talking about trust and gaining that trust back. I spent some time on talking about how trust is not something, auto, once you forgive them, trust is not automatically going to happen. It's something that you have to have over time. Something that you have to prove over time. It was, it, it was like, I think I used the term spending money. You can make a lot of money and spend it, but when you spend it all, it's gone. Well, trust is the same way. If you use that trust and do something wrong, it's gone. You have to go back and earn money again to go forward. You have to go back and earn trust again. So it, it is very difficult. But Isaiah, I read Isaiah 10 and 13. One of the greatest benefits of forgiveness is that it gives us opportunity to earn trust. Isn't that wonderful? That's the only way we're going to earn trust is to forgive. And when Jesus forgave them, you know, whom was He meaning? It wasn't just about you and I. He was on that cross that day uh, forgiving all those that just betrayed Him, all those that put Him on the cross. And, you know, I I said, you know... um, There was a frame of mind, a love in Jesus' heart is how he was able to do that. And that's the frame of mind. What I gained from this forgiveness, one of the things I learned is it's not about only a frame of mind of forgiving, but it's also about truly loving them. You have to love them and have an attitude that leaves the door. You've got to be praying and trusting God. God is going to save that person. God is going to change their heart. And you've got to have a heart that is opened and believing that God is going to touch that person. So we have to have a mindset and an open heart and trust trusting. But the only way we can do that is through Jesus Christ. And then another point I brought up last uh, week about forgiveness was uh, they, uh, the other point about they do not know what they do. Uh, Luke tells us in 23 and 24, Jesus said ignorance was part of the explanation for the choices um, of his enemies who committed the worst of all sins, and that was crucifying him. Basically, you know, meaning that they were ignorant to who him, he was and Some of the details, but you know what? The thing that led my heart, uh, and I mentioned that last week is uh, you know, today we want to do everything we can to uh, witness and communicate and live a life that sends the message of who Jesus Christ really is. We, want, we don't want people to be ignorant of who Jesus Christ is, we want to share who He is. And you know, I, I, I mentioned also with that there is some people that don't understand that with sin there's consequences, and they do not allow that consequences to change their heart always, and some never will. Some may look at the consequences, but, you know, if we always knew what the consequences of sin would be, you know what? We'd think twice before we sin, wouldn't we? So that's the point more than anything else. Uh, I I left you uh, last week with... The three points. First, we have to love them. We have to, you know, keep our door open in our hearts and our minds and believe that God is going to touch them and uh, bless even those that have stabbed you in the back. So keep your heart and mind open. Forgiveness is a lesson that day that came directly from the cross, I believe. Uh, so uh, we must forgive. That's lesson number one from, uh, from saying number one. Uh, tonight's Bible study. Uh, I read to you again John 28 and 30 because John is telling us uh, that Jesus knows that He's accomplished everything that He set out to do. He has accomplished what His Father's asked Him to do. He's been in His Father's will. This is important a little bit later when I get to uh, what I want to teach you about tonight. This is so important. Uh, You know, to understand that Jesus still was carrying out on the cross everything that His Father wanted Him to do. In Luke 23 and 43, tonight, what I want to talk to, he says, Truly I say unto you, today you will be with me in paradise. I just really touched my heart. Uh, You know, uh, we often think about being saved and how wonderful that is. We live for Jesus, and one day we'll be home. But you know, one day we'll be in home, but it's going to be paradise. We don't think about that. You know, I got my curiosity again as I'm studying. I went back and looked up at it. I got this old, thick, orange... 1956 Webster Dictionary. And I said uh, uh, to myself, wonder what in 1956, they said, what was the definition of the word? Paradise. Well, the world was different in 1956. Even Webster, listen to this. Now if you Google paradise today, you're going to get something different. But listen what he said. Two things. The definition. A heavenly place where the saints of God We'll gather. The second definition, a pla- listen now, this was in 1956, a place where Adam and Eve started was in paradise. Look it up today. First of all, you won't see the word God. You won't see the word God. It's uh, something along a place of peace, a place of tranquility, a place of love. They've taken God out of it. Isn't it amazing how the world has changed? But the great thing is, I believe what Webster said in 1956. I believe what he said in 1956. A place for God's people. A place for God's people. What a wonderful, wonderful understanding. I won't never let that dictionary go. It's where I can find the truth. (laughs) Even as a dictionary. That day on the cross, there was three crosses. One in the middle was Jesus Christ, and there was a thief on each side, as our Bible is telling us. And, and, uh, you know, the the other two were convicted criminals, basically two thieves. And, you know, both of them begin in the uh, uh, scriptures. Matthew tells us in uh, 23, 40, 43, that even with them hanging there, They began, as we talked about last week, how the people walked by was taunting and saying ugly things and, you know, accusing Jesus of of things. Uh, You know, if you did this, why don't you save yourself and all those kinds of things. Well, you know, uh, both in the beginning, both of those thieves started out that way, uh, Matthew tells us. But one of them's heart changed and actually started defending Jesus, Uh, I believe that day on the cross, not only was Jesus and God there, but I believe the Holy Spirit was there and was starting to convict hearts. Think about it. Think about it. I believe the Holy Spirit was already working in the heart of that criminal and maybe the other and the other didn't listen. You know, we have to listen to the Holy Spirit. We have to listen to what God's got to tell us. So he began to change his heart. And um, he even stopped the other thief. Luke tells us in 23, uh, also uh, 40 through 43, that he made a comment to the other thief to stop haunting or saying ugly things to Jesus. This thief knew he was guilty of sin. He had realized Jesus had done nothing wrong. He was an innocent man. He began to believe. So instead of insulting Jesus' father, he repented and not only did he repent, but he found forgiveness and also he was rewarded with paradise. Now, the humor's about to come. This thief is not only the recorded uh, as the only one recorded in the scriptures, as the one that... Uh, he was the only one that day that asked for forgiveness and was saved that day while he was on the cross. So no doubt in my heart, I believe the Holy Spirit was there also tugging at his heart. Jesus knew the heart and focus of his Father was salvation for all. And Jesus didn't give up and stop living till he started by giving salvation, uh, 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 forgiving someone. Now think about that. Think about that. Jesus knew the first order of his Father's business was forgiveness. So when he said, forgive me, basically, That's what Jesus did. And and when you think about all what Jesus, basically, as as the scripture tells us, he was near death, very close to death at that time, and very pain and agonizing and excruciating and just, I'm not even sure how he had his mind about him, but he did because he is God's son. Now, his life there paid not only the ransom or the ultimate price for, for every one of us, but for that guy. And here's the humor. On that cross that day, Jesus started the new church of His Father with a forgiven thief. Think about it. That day on the cross, God's new church was created with a forgiven thief, the first member. You ever thought about it like that? It kind of made me laugh a little bit. His church was thought, you know, it tells me how much God loves us. Amen. What a wonderful thing to think about. What a wonderful thing. They're saying the message from the cross, having everlasting life in paradise with Jesus, this message from the cross is for all of us. Jesus wanted us to know that day. That message is that it doesn't matter what you've done. That message is we all All we have to do is ask for for God to forgive us. And we can be in paradise. The paradise that God meant for us. The paradise that we can go back and read where Adam and Eve was in the beginning before they sinned. Hallelujah. Thank you, dear Jesus. Jesus wanted us to know that from the cross. The next saying. Jesus said to his mother, Woman, this is your son. And then he said also to his disciple, John, this is your mother. I've talked about this briefly, but I'll reiterate a few things and make some additional comments and go ahead and move to the next one. But even I think about how Jesus was in intense agony, intense pain. Uh, you know, he still had the mind of making sure tenderly and lovingly his mother was going to be taken care of. I, th- I believe the message from the cross that day was to all of us to make sure as children growing up that we take care of our fathers and our mothers that we are there for them when they need us because when we don't even know that they're really little they were there for us and, and, and we need to be there for them but also Jesus Uh, You know, selected someone and asked John who he loved dearly, and he knew and trusted to take care of him. But also, I told you uh, last time that action that day from the cross—it meant a whole lot to me. From not only from a a child and uh, you know helping my mother, but as a Christian, and I know these other scriptures in the Bible that support this. We as a church must take care of the widows. And the seniors, and we must take care of them, protect them. It is the responsibility. It was one that Jesus knew was His as the elder son. It was His responsibility to take care of them. And we, as the church, we need to take care of them. That was the message from that saying from the cross that day. And then we move to the next saying, Matthew 27 46. And also, Mark said it in fifteen thirty-four. My God, my God why have thou forsaken me? Let me start a little bit and work my way through step by step what's on my heart on this. First of all, I want to say that not once, not even a thought crossed his mind, Jesus always stayed the course. He always was a servant. He never forsake his father. He never even thought about going in another direction. This is very important for all of us to understand. Not even once. He never showed anything that even He would use His divine power. And by the way, Jesus Christ had the power on that cross to do whatever He wanted to do. He had the power to do that. And But as He had in His mind, He was only going to do exactly what His Father did wanted him to do. He never changed anything. He was true even when he was hanging on that cross. There's no way he would have stopped the crucifixion, the sacrifice, the redemption that he was planning for all of us and the forgiveness and mercy that he was planning for all of us. You know, he couldn't have stopped it. And I'm heading somewhere with this. But he couldn't have stopped. Because think about it. Even if he had wanted to, I believe he could have. Uh, He was in agonizing pain. He was going through a whole lot. But you know what? There's no way uh, he would have allowed Satan to triumph that day. And if he had done something like that, he would have. But he had his eyes and his focus on God. That's why it's so important for us to keep our eyes on God when we're going through those tremendous heavy burden trials. I don't know if any of us will ever go through the hurt and pain that Jesus went through on that cross. Although sometimes we as human, we go through things with our family and we go through things with many things that hurts deeply. But to think about him still holding on and going forth with God's plan. Let me continue. Jesus indeed ah. Indeed, uh, went through many temptations and trials from the devil during his ministry. But something that you may have never thought about, this very last trial, the suffering, the pain, and everything he was going through was from the cross. This pain was his greatest. It was in his weakest moment. This trial, hallelujah, it came from his father. It came from His Father. That was His Father's plan. Death was already setting into His body, beginning to shut it down, but only for a brief moment did His Father leave Him alone on the cross. We've all felt that way. You ever felt like, God, where are you at? Why did this happen? What's going on? And the question, in my mind, I'm thinking, at one, one moment when he's crying out, have thou forsaken me? I'm thinking Jesus in his pure and holy mind, uh, he's in his final struggle, uh, you know, would he give up? Would he give up? He did not give up. Jesus was absolutely loyal in his final struggle. What would Jesus do? When you think about it, what did he do? When his father was silent is a better way of saying that because his father never really forsaked him, although that's the words in the, in the Bible. I interpret that as his father was silent for a moment. His father was silent for a moment when he said, my God, my God, why have y'all forsaken me? Yes, his father did response, respond with silence during that brief moment, But I believe that brief moment of separation, let me say this first that brief moment of separation that Jesus felt from his Father was probably the worst time of his life, his human life. Think about it. He feels his Father is now silent. So that entire ordeal that he went through. So carrying this load now, that like we have to do sometimes, carrying this load and feeling separated from his father was the worst challenge in his life. It was a big challenge in his life. But what did Jesus do in the most challenging time of his life? He held on. He held on. Truly, it showed how much he loved his father and he loved what his father had planned for him. And he, he knew there was less even lessons for him. Lessons for him. Let me go back and say this. At any time, at any time I believe Jesus could have said I want to come off this cross. But he did not. He did not. He did not. He was still there on the cross doing as his father wanted him to do. Jesus died on that cross for all sin in mankind. And yes, he completed the will of His Father. The message to me from that is not that He's crying out because we all, when we get to that state, it says to me, it's okay to cry out to my Father. It's okay to say, Lord, where are you at? I need you. Where are you at? That's what Jesus was doing. The human side was saying, Father, I need you. But yet He still hold on. His a uh, will was to do his father's will. The message to all of us, you know, I think about how long he'd been hanging there. Um, he was there about six hours, from 9 a.m. that morning, approximately, to mid-afternoon. And as uh, one of the, uh, the disciples, Luke, I think it is, tells us that the last three hours it was dark. It was it was black, and you know. So to me, what that is meaning to me is that all the things that he went through and the dark world that was there, he's still saying he's holding on to this dark world that we're living in. We need to hold on to the dark world but we're to hold on to him going through this dark world through this dark times, the message from the cross when Jesus cried out, my God, my God, wait a second, no matter how great the pain, no matter what kind of the trial we're going through, no matter what the hurt we're going through, we are to keep our minds on God.
0: Well, yes,
1: there'll be times when it's quiet. It is okay to say, God, where you at? God wants to hear from us, but He wants us to hold on. Hallelujah. He knows that just being quiet sometimes teaches us a lesson. And it gives us strength. It gives us endurance. And it may even let us see the next opportunity that He gives us to fulfill what He has planned for us. Jesus knew His fulfillment was to die on that cross. Jesus realized what His his whole uh, life was all about, was dying for you and my sins. That's what He realized. My God, when He, my God, He's saying, God, you know, I think about it as my, my God, my God, thank you for giving me this challenge. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to learn that I am to hold on and go forward in your name and in your glory. Hallelujah. No matter how great the pain. And it's okay for you to cry out. It's okay to say, God, where are you at? It seems awful quiet. And it's awful painful, but it's okay. Hallelujah. Don't give up. Don't give up. Jesus' message is don't give up. Sometimes it may feel like you're hanging on that cross, just like he was in the worst condition you could be in. But hang on. Keep going forward. Call out God's name. He He will answer in his time. And he did answer Jesus. Jesus is sitting at the uh, right hand of God right now. Hallelujah. Interceding for all of us. Don't give up. Don't give up. Look at it as a new opportunity to do something wonderful, powerful, and even miracles could come from your next challenge. Isn't that a wonderful thought to think about? Hallelujah. Thank you. Next week, I will be talking about our Thirst, Father, into my, your hands I commend you. And Lord, it is finished. I will go ahead and conclude. We have some things, that uh, wonderful things to do. Would you stand with me as we close tonight? Uh, I, I am thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy, enjoying. The, I know I seem like I'm staying on the cross for two or three weeks now, but I tell you what, there's just so much on my heart about how much Jesus, how much God Loved us. We sometimes forget it's his son that is going through all this. And it's hard as parents to turn your back sometime and be quiet or spank the kids sometime, as Pastor has said over. It's a hard thing to do to be quiet, but sometimes you have to and let them endure. It's a lesson to be learned. Hallelujah. The cross The crucifixion and the resurrection that we're about to study is just all about how much our God loves us. Thank you for being a part of this Bible study. God bless you. God bless your families. And this week, if you haven't already, call someone, uh, visit someone, tell them you love them, tell them how much God loves them in His name. Do you have anything you want to uh, say before we... uh
0: You've been watching the Pine Level Pentecostal Owners Church. The Pine Level Pentecostal Owners Church is located on 112 East Blant Street. We welcome you to come and join us in worship every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m., every Sunday night at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Don't forget, if you can't join us in person, you can always join us via the internet through the website at pinelevelphc.org. You can watch our services, check out upcoming events, and lots more there at the website. You can also check out our app through Google Play or iOS App Store. Download the Pine Level Pentecostal Church app. It's free to use, free to download. You can watch our services live or on demand. Check out other things about the church, even donate to the church through the link. If you have have a Facebook account, go to facebook.com forward slash pine Get notifications when we go live. Check out pictures and other upcoming events about our church. Just like our Facebook page, that's all you have to do. Also, YouTube is available for the YouTube subscribers. Search YouTube for Pine Level PH Church. Subscribe to our channel, get notifications when we go live, and you can watch our services live or on demand. Don't forget, if you can't watch us, maybe you want to listen. Search for our podcast through your favorite podcast provider and listen to the services anywhere in the world don't forget about our new radio station go to our website or app for the quick link and you can also just simply type in pinelevelphc.org forward slash radio radio stations playing good gospel music 24 7 also lots other programming is available for your enjoyment so if you want to check that out do so anytime and listen with friends around the world for everyone here at the pine level Pentecostal witness church i'm joey perry we hope to see you soon here at the Pahla Pentecostal in his church.